Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Plants. Plants! Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, something horrible happened to me. Oh, no. Let me tell you. Oh, God. All of the children in my family, so all of my cousins, kids, like everybody under the age of 14, has found me on the internet. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Oh. Uh-oh. All of them. Uh-oh. Like, both sides at the same time. So it seems like they're all, like, teaming up, even though I'm pretty sure that none of them know each other. They they must have. There must be, like, a secret form where they discuss you. I have no idea. But, like, uh, on my dad's side, my cousin's kids are finding me on Instagram. And on my mom's side— That's my, not bad. Instagram isn't too bad. My Instagram is mostly, like, plants and my cats yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, whatever. But my little nephew, we'll call him JJ, he found me on Twitter. And uh, I don't know uh, about this. Uh, Oh, that's not good. I don't know about this. I love him, by the way. So he's like 14. I was about to ask how old he is. Is he ready to be? He's close. Yeah. He's close close to ready. He's 14. He just started high school. He's a weirdo. Like, he's a mathlete. He's a flautist. Cool. You know? I think he's great. Uh, but, like, I don't know if he's ready for what's about to happen to him on the internet. No. He's not ready for all that brainwashing, all that feminist so pain, brainwashing you're going to— you, you make an excellent point because I— I had to narc on him. I had to tell on him to his mom about he was following a shitty, uh, important gamer dude on the internet. Oh, I'm so glad you narked. I amazing work. So just in case this happens to somebody else. So because I was really concerned because like, so when, you know, when you're a lady who works in games, I mean, obviously, like the first thing that you think about when a child in your family follows you in the internet is like, okay, cool. How is Gamergate going to get in touch with them and like ruin my life? So it was just like, I'm wondering who he's following on the internet. And he just got his Twitter account literally yesterday. (laughs) And he's already in fucking trouble about it. Uh, So I go, uh, (laughs) hey, cousin, I'm sorry to be a narc, but JJ is following a known racist YouTuber on Twitter. His name is blank and he's a piece of shit. JJ probably has no idea that he's a shitbag, but I figured you would want to know. He's a sweet kid and he doesn't deserve to have his mind poisoned by this awful dude. And I said, that's what he gets for following his aunt on Twitter. I'm gonna tell on you. LOL. That's so awesome. And she was totally cool about it. She's like, she's like, I think you're right. He probably like has no idea, but we're definitely gonna talk about it. And thank you. Like it takes a community to raise a child. So first of all, this freaks me out because previously mentioned things. And then second of all, it freaks me out because it's like, holy shit, like he's almost old enough to be in the discourse. Oh, no. He's going to get discoursed. No. I know. I don't want it. Oh, no. What can I do to like shepherd this child through? It's sweet summer child. It's like the first thing I want to do is like never interact with him at all. But also you want to help. I know. Yeah. Like, should I follow him back? Like, I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't fucking know. I know family members have found me on the internet. I just pretend that's not true. We just we just ignore each other while they all narc on me to my mom. So the difference between me and, and the people who follow you on the internet from your family is you have adults who follow you on the internet. I do, and I, I don't like it. But yes, I do. Right. And so I have kids. So it's like I feel like I'm, I now have a part in his 
reception of what the internet is. Right. You know? So I just like, I feel somewhat responsible now. You're like a mama duckling and you've got these little ducklings trailing after you. Uh, this makes me want to follow him back. But it also is just kind of like, he, well, here's the thing. If he's getting poisoned incidentally or accidentally by other people on the internet, the best possible thing to do is follow you. Oh, that's, that's true. like You're like the antidote. <laughs> like if, okay, if he's getting radical messages from the shitty side, it's like, let's get him really radical messages <laughs> from... <laughs> let's really confuse the hell out of the him. The weird, progressive, vegan, feminist side. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm on board. All right. Yeah. Well, um, well good luck to I'm, me and JJ. I'm really excited uh, that the internet is going to break his brain like it has mine. Yes. I don't laugh at anything that's not like a drill tweet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally... My brain is a broken... It's a broken machine up there just chugging along. It's slapped like a, together with duct tape. So I don't think that it's broken. It's just that it's like a really complex uh, Rube Goldberg machine brain now. <laughs> it's just like like real, like there's like a bunch of gizmos and gadgets that you're not sure why. There's lights that turn on and alarms yeah. that yeah, go yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like four neurons that occasionally flicker on. And it's like, oh, that's Jen's happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her neurons are flickering. Oh, that happens like once a month. Oh, man. I uh, know I'm just thinking about children on the Internet and just how hard that life must be. Because once you see something on the Internet, you can't fucking unsee that shit. Oh, my God. The first time you come across something really upsetting on the Internet, and that is like branded into your brain like a cattle prod. Yeah. It's like... It's like kids in the Old West used to see like a dead body in like in the brush. I don't know, like in the prairie, (laughs) you know, and that's that's what they can't unsee. And like now we're like, it's... Weird lemon porn. party. Yeah, I don't know. That's no big deal to me. Yeah, I, 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 I try to think of something that people like don't love. Yeah, yeah. But that is not Goatsy? so bad. Goatsy. Goatsy. It's not Goatsy. that bad. Not that bad. It's like whatever. We are broken people. We're so messed up. The first time I saw something weird on the internet was I was on. Do you remember Kazaa? Yeah. Download yeah. music. I was like trying to download like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack or something, and I accidentally downloaded the porn, <laughs> and it, it was honestly the most mild generic vanilla porn so like it didn't really ruin me but it was still shocking oh it's a surprise yeah it was a surprise porn you don't ever want to be surprised by people having sex no no it's exa- <laughs> never a thing yeah, you, it's, want. you always want it to be opt-in that reminds me um thank you for saying kaza because i started a stardew valley farm as I always have one going because it calms my anxiety down. And I've been naming my chickens things like Napster and GeoCities and LimeWire. Oh, I love it. And I've got this cow that I was like, I ran out of, of names. And so, and now That's so, what a great theme you've identified. I'm I love so happy. that. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there's no way to transition into Let's this. Let's just fucking do this thing. Yeah, so we've got a couple episodes about plants. One is about eating them. One is about growing them. We don't have a third about smoking them, but maybe send one in. Jen, want to read the first question? First question. Dear friendshiping team, I feel terrible asking this question, and I'm aware that I have a lot of work to do. So please have mercy on my soul. (laughs) My spouse became vegan after watching the Netflix documentary, What the Health? She's been vegan for about four months now and absolutely loves it. I love that she's happy and really into planning her meals and stuff, but I'm also disappointed. One of the things that drew us to one another is that we both loved fine dining and exploring the wonderful food culture in Chicago. I've enjoyed going to some vegetarian restaurants and some veggie forward places. However, there is so much out there. We weren't restricted at all. And now we are. We used to cook together and now we each have our own food. It bumps me out that we don't cook together as much. She's also been cooking so much that a lot of food ends up being wasted. I hate wasting food. Like I said, I really don't mind eating vegetables or vegan food, but I don't like eating that way all the time. 
I also don't like when we visit friends and they make the whole menu around my spouse being vegan when nobody else is. Also, she's gotten a little judgmental of my food, like saying that I'm poisoning my body with cheese. I feel like her choice to be vegan is taking over my life. What I'm most sad about is that her being vegan has taken away us cooking together, sharing food, and exploring the fabulous Chicago restaurant scene. I brought this up to her and she found some recipes that we can cook together and I can add non-vegan ingredients. Also, we went to two restaurants for my birthday and she ate meat and dairy at both of them, even though I didn't ask her to do so. I love that she's trying, but it's still a big loss for me. I've been going out to restaurants with friends instead of my spouse. I'm afraid that this is pulling us apart. We're not fighting or anything. What can I do to get over myself? Is there anything that I can reasonably ask of her? I freaking love food and I also love her and I love being happy. Pronouns she, her, hers. You asked us to be merciful. And I don't think we're going to be very merciful. I'm sorry. I, like, can't be merciful on this one. I think we're going to tough love you. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Because, like, so, uh, God, there's just so much a part of this question. So, like, so, okay, I totally understand making adjustments is never easy. And we talk about this all the time, that, like, when you change the way things are, it is difficult. And it's even harder when you are not the one who volunteered for the change. So your wife chose to change the way that she eats, and you're just kind of, like, obligatorily on for the ride because your saddle is hitched to her wagon. I I don't know how how you say that. But because you are life partners, you are part and parcel to this change. Bad news, buddy, but every time that she changes her life, like, you have to change too. This will be not be the last time that you have to make an adjustment for your wife. She Marriage. may join. Exactly. She might join a softball team and now all of a sudden you're going to games once a week. Okay. Like, dude, like. Are you going to be okay with that? Like, you got to be like, it, this is not, this is not that hard. Like, th- what if she became religious and now you got to go to church every week or something like that? Or she she goes to church and you feel bad that you don't spend like two hours on a Sunday together. Like, this could apply to literally anything. And at the end of the day, like, yes, you guys are sharing a life together, but you're also two complete people who will have just different changes in your life and you will do different things. I know you say you accept her and like you want to like try and compromise, but you've not listed anything that you're doing to adjust. Only she is adjusting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I love what you said. I love that you brought up that you're both two people. Yeah. She's fully realized. You're fully realized. What are you going to do to like bring this together? You said, I love that she is happy and planning her meals. Do you love it? Because you gave us no information in these paragraphs about how you're trying to love it. Oh, yeah. Like, not only that, but you've listed that everybody else in this situation other than you has been more accommodating. So it's not even just her. It's your friends. Like, I'm sorry that you're mad that your friends are more accommodating to your wife than you are. What effort are you putting in? I see no I statement here that says I plan these meals for her. I call the head of the restaurant. I discuss the menu with my friends first. If you are passionate about about food, I would think you'd be passionate about this stuff. Like if food is a hobby for you, like it is for me, and I, I'm really excited that you are also in Chicago because I have some restaurant recommendations for you. If food is your hobby, then a new challenge just a new challenger just entered the ring. You yes. are gonna you're gonna make this happen. You're gonna work on this because it's your friggin' wife. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we've been very tough for a solid three minutes. Now that we punched you in the balls of your soul. Right. So now let's gently cup the balls of your soul, caress them until they feel a little bit better. Look, it's definitely not cool that she's judging what's on your plate. Totally. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. So that's like a very new vegan thing. Like, I feel like everybody goes through that phase where you're just like, I am so healthy. (laughs) (laughs) That... Trin, I mean, if you don't know this, Trin is vegan. Oh, yes, I am. I've been. I am so healthy. I eat the healthy. (laughs) 
I eat only the healthy. I've never had that thought in my brain. (laughs) I wonder, I'm trying to like imagine what it would be like to be superior because you eat so healthy. But it's so easy to fall into. Yeah. I mean, people are like this about exercise. They're about this, about the alcohol they drink or don't drink. Like this is a very human thing. Yeah. People are like this about um, standing desks. You know, like or going to the chiropractor. I'm becoming that person. I go to the chiropractor. And it's like, <laughs> again, I really think it's a matter of it's a new hobby and you just get overzealous. And I'm I'm hoping and I really do think that your wife will chill out about this shit. If not, like you, you can totally call her out on that because cheese is not killing you or, or, or it is. But it's among like the hundreds of things that are killing you all of the time. Everything and mo- is killing us. Everything is killing Twitter us. Twitter is killing me. A thousand percent. Stress. Stress is honestly like the one thing where it's like that is actually. Yeah, there's a. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> there's a scene in the office where they're trying to like have a healthy food eating initiative or something. And someone asks the group, what do you think is the number one killer of Americans? And someone's like being scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> Spiders. And it makes me laugh every time I think about it because it's like the answer is like <sighs> obesity and health, like heart related diseases. But I love the idea. So I was like, oh, big frightened to death. And that's the other thing <laughs> is that like the the tenuous grasps that we have between like obesity and health problems, like that is such a, a contested area. Too. I know. And it's so inviting. Yeah. It invites people in because it makes you feel really good and judgmental about other people. It's so bad, but it is so normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's so common. Yeah. It's like it sucks and it's very common. It's yeah. It, it is a really bad human inclination that we all have. OK, so we've addressed the one thing your wife is doing wrong. <laughs> Now let's talk about all of the shitty things you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back to what are you doing to try to compromise and make this easier? Let's list off all the things that other people are doing that you're not. So you're mad that your friends are cooking vegan to accommodate your wife, even though she's the only vegan person. Isn't that really nice? Yeah. That is a huge courtesy they're doing to make your wife feel more comfortable. Right. I recently had this conversation with my other podcast, Quest Quest, and we watched Thor Ragnarok with the subtitles on for me because it's easier for me to to watch with subtitles. And nobody else needed them, you know, and like I'm not I'm not a, a deaf person, but like it's just easier for me to have them. Like, isn't that nice of them? Yeah, they extended a very common courtesy, I would say. A very easy thing for them to do is to watch this movie and have subtitles. A very easy thing for your friends and you to do is eat food that your wife can eat. Like you, It's like you kind of have a superpower now that she doesn't have, is you have the mighty ability to eat everything. Remember, you can eat everything. Everything. You like, can't, you, you, you can eat everything. You can eat everything. The world is literally your oyster or any other kind of seafood. <laughs> like you've the ability, name, name a thing. Oh, pizza. You can eat it. Cheese pizza. You can eat it. Pepperoni pizza. You can eat that too. I, th- I was like looking for you to be like dolphin, orangutan. Oh God, In certain parts of the world, sure. I mean, like I don't want to eat those things. I think that they're too, too intelligent, but you can eat them. This went off in a direction that is very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it even touches how uncomfortable we've made people on this show. That Just for the record. True. Last last Fair week, enough. we got a lot of tweets of people being like, hey, Jen, when you use the phrase, please fire hose my asshole. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I did. 
I did say that. You did. That is something I said into a microphone. Yeah, and then people are like misshapen cat anuses. Yeah, wow. We uh, did great. Uh, okay, yeah. well, back on talking about food and things that are appetizing. Um, <laughs> so compromising. So listen, when you are compromising with a vegan person, you get to choose. Are you going to go to a meat-based restaurant where she can have fries and a salad. Fries and a salad is what I call like the the, the vegan meal. The vegan meal. Like no matter where the you go. The vegan meal. It's That's what it is, is no matter where you go, you can typically get some kind of potato and a salad. Yeah. And sometimes the fries are cooked in duck fat. <laughs> yeah. You got to ask. Yeah. <laughs> In Chicago, anyway. Right. So, and you have no matter what you order, you've got to make sure you say, please hold the ranch dressing because there is ranch dressing on it. Um, this vegetarian meal does come with Italian beef. On it? On it. So, and underneath the salad yeah, as well. So it's like, um, it's it's vegetarian with Italian beef. Like if you think about like sliced roast beef, it's like a leaf of meat. <laughs> it's a flesh leaf. Really? Ah! <laughs> Sounded too, too close to Fleshlight. Okay, so you've got the fries and salad uh, restaurant. Are you going to go to a place that has decent vegan options, but also omnivore options? Or are you going to go to a vegan place where she can have anything on the menu and you'll be like maybe 20% less happy than you would be if you went to a different restaurant? Okay, now put that in your head. Can you see that any single one of these choices would be a solution and you're choosing none of them. You're choosing none. Right. Like she's said over and over again, she wants to compromise. Like go to a fries and a salad restaurant one night and then go to a straight up vegan place the next. Like you just, you go back and forth. Yeah, right. Yeah, like like back and forth. Like equality. Like, like can't you pick the restaurant and then they pick the restaurant and then, you know, like tradesies. Like you're married. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like you have a relationship in which you guys are both making choices to make the other person's life easier. Might be time to renew those vows. <laughs> I love this question because it's so stupid. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's a marriage question. It is. And I love that because I've been thinking about marriage a lot lately. I wonder why that could be, Jen. I'm getting married. I think you're getting married. Tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Just Soon. Kidding. Soon. A year. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so, Jen, as a person who eats the beef. I do eat the beef. The beef eater. Yeah. The beef eater. The beef eater. The beef haver. That's what, what they call me. And you've been friends with me for a long time. Yeah. And we go to many places together. We do. And we don't go out so often that I'm like, oh, back to another vegan place. Right. But you make it very easy for me to be your friend in every way. Aww, but especially thanks. when we go out to eat because like you do the work, like you'll call ahead and do the thing, which is very accommodating and nice of you. But let's say you were my wife and I was taking you on a date. Oh, I would, I would do the work. Thank you. I would do the work. I love this universe where we're wives. I know. So <laughs> cute. If I was taking you on a date in this amazing city of Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, and in my not-so-humble opinion, Chicago is the best food city in the world. So not only is your wife vegan, she's vegan in Chicago. And for some reason, that seems very offensive to you. But really, you should count yourself very lucky yeah. that you are in Chicago because yeah. you could be in Indiana. Oh. You could be in Ohio or Wisconsin. Oklahoma. Um, you could be anywhere yeah. where vegans are like... <laughs> uh, ostracized and alienated but you have chicago and you have a place in chicago that's called chicago diner yeah and if you haven't been there go there order the lavender gin gimlet i don't even think it's on the menu anymore but they'll make it for you they'll make it for you it's because really that good. is what trin and i made we didn't make it so trin and i ordered, ordered. <laughs> the day we decided to become business people and then we cheers so go to chicago diner and enjoy that hallowed ground that's my number one piece of advice trin what else there's so many restaurants where 
there are decent vegan options and also like omnivore options. To be honest, I strongly doubt that there are any good like like I mean, like cloth napkin restaurants in Chicago that won't have some kind of option or especially if you call ahead. Totally. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a food enthusiast, which is my way of saying I'm like a foodie, but I hate the word because a foodie just means someone that spends too much money on food, which I <laughs> which I am. I but, am someone who spends too much money on food. But like I, I do think that it, well, food for you is a hobby. It in, is. In a way, it's really not for me. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Like you're a beans person. You I just like want to eat your beans. Yeah, I just want to eat my beans and my bag of broccoli and like move on with my life. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it's like if I have reservations for restaurants in Chicago like throughout the summer and I really look forward to that. It's like where I spend my income right now and I like mull over a menu and I like to know when I'm eating pizza next so I can like think about it. The answer is next Friday. I'm going to Pequod's. Nice. I'm going to like mull it over in my little brain. Mm, <laughs> pizza. I'm like an animal. You make an event out of it. Yeah. It's like it's like a thing I do that makes me happy. It's a hobby. So I'm saying that so I can take the asker's hand and be like, I understand you. We have something in common. And I don't think you're missing out. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. It's interesting because I feel like you in this question have focused on her veganism as being the problem. But the actual problem is that you guys had something in common together that you don't anymore. So I think it might be time to just find a new hobby to have together. Like it can be anything. It could be you're doing a DS9 rewatch. Oh, I love that. You know, like it could be that you guys are interested in art together. Like you definitely have more in common than just going out to dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you're part of the food scene. Can't you be part of the food and drink scene? Yeah. Or the dessert scene? Or can't you binge a Netflix show together? Like, yeah. like there's a lot of things that can connect you. I feel like you are mourning the loss of this cooking together situation. And just a side note, like you guys are still cooking together. If you're upset about wasting food, then you're not upset enough to change what you're doing and eat her food, by the way. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into this tangent. Yeah, they're upset a convenient amount about the wasted food. Exactly. Oh my God, Jen. Jen. Not an inconvenient amount, just a convenient amount that makes them look and feel good. <laughs> and I, everyone does this. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like if you are, okay, again. Do oh, it, lay it down, lay it down. I just, I just want to say that I know you're just a person with, problems, normal problems, feelings. A lot of your bias in this is culturally, societally based. The American beef industry is a big fucking deal that like changed the way we eat in the 50s so that people can not associate a meal as not having meat. That's on purpose. That's a capitalism thing. Just so you know, FYI, your biases are cultural. Anyway, forgot what I was talking about before that because I'm so crazy. Wasting food. Wasting food. So here's the thing. With the wasting food situation, you can solve that. Why aren't you solving that? <laughs> like, all you have to do is eat her food. And I know you're like, oh, I don't want to eat that way every day. Then cook chicken on the side and then you should be okay. Yeah. You should be fine. So, like, you don't care enough to change what you're doing. You care way more about keeping the food that you normally eat. I just, I don't know how else to put that. Yeah. that. I think that frustrates me the most out of everything in this question. Yeah, the fact that all of the things that are bothering you happen to put you in the correct light. Yeah. It's a little irritating. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, what's that, the thing to me, that's not playing by fair rules. Right. It's not playing by fair partner rules, fair friendship rules. All I'm hearing is how inconvenienced you are. You know who else is probably pretty inconvenienced? Probably your wife. Yeah, like by a ton. By way more restaurants, way more menus. Right. Uh, 
Anthony Bourdain, my personal hero, would have nothing good to say about your wife's veganism. <laughs> and, sh- and he's like the most amazing man and I will miss him forever. Most of the world is not designed for veganism. No, it's not. And I mean, in my opinion, it should be easier. You yeah, know? more accessible. Of yeah. course. Uh, uh, God. I, I guess what I really want is I want you to be on your wife's team about this. Ultimately, that's what it's about. Like as much as I want to like rail and be like, dude, like fucking eat some quinoa. Just like j- deal with it. Ultimately, it really is about making compromises for the sake of, of your wife. Yeah, it's mostly about the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know your wife's entire reasons for being vegan. Um, Like I've never seen the documentary that you mentioned, What the Health. But for many people... Not eating meat or, you know, removing animal products from your life is not just a diet thing. It's like a belief system. Like she's addressing deeply held beliefs that she's been taught since childhood and thinking about them in a more in-depth way. And whether or not she stays vegan or whatever, like it's cool that she's thinking about it. What if you guys talked about veganism and you asked her questions about it? Because it seems like you're engaging with her veganism only in the ways that it makes life a little less convenient for you. Oh, that's exactly it. You're engaging in all the negative aspects of it. And I understand it's because you you have to make a change that you didn't really sign up for. To borrow some like hokey phrasing, it's time to our, to start relating to your surroundings in a more positive way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Jen, is there anything else we can say about this? I'm exhausted with my rage. Um, Sorry we railed so hard on you. No, I'm not that sorry. Like, I'm kind of sorry. But like, also, I'm, I'm sure you're... <laughs> I, I every time I try and be like, I'm sure you're a wonderful person. Otherwise, it sounds so sarcastic, but I actually I'm sure really you're like fine. Great. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I actually genuinely mean this. Like this is you feeling inconvenienced by her veganism is not like a moral flaw in you. Like it's some, and it's also something that you'll solve. It's just that it's a little frustrating because I I feel like you've identified so many ways that you could count compromise, but you refuse to, and you make your friends and your wife do it instead. I'll say this positive thing about the Oscar. Yes. It is extremely cool that you voiced all of this to us. Oh, my God. Because yes. most people do not. They yes. sit on these feelings and let the resentment build and be like, oh, all vegans never stop talking about their veganism. And it's because, well, you never asked. Yeah. You never. They have to bring it up because no one's asking or caring what they what they like or what their preferences are. Yeah. Uh, do we have an in conclusion for this? In conclusion. Um, get divorced. Get yourself a slice of Art of Pizza deep dish. Have a little talk with yourself and be like, wait, I can still get Art of Pizza does buy the slice. Mm -hmm. So you can stop by the Art of Pizza on Ashland anytime you want. And I'll probably run into you a couple times (laughs) because it's on my commute home. Uh, Get yourself that and be like, oh, I can still eat pizza. Yeah. My wife can't. My poor wife. (laughs) Well, she can have Demos. She can have Demos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Demos is good vegan pizza. (laughs) Just assume that vegans can't have any pizza. Like I'm uh, so ignorant. No, you're not. Because, okay, so vegan deep dish pizza, I feel, is a a not good idea. Yeah, not great. Like, if you focus too much on the vegan cheese, because truly, vegan cheese is where uh, my people have not really (laughs) grasped higher technology. We're we're not there yet. We're not there yet as a people. I will say, however, our ice cream game is out of control Oh, shit. Like, cashew milk ice cream, like, there's this variety that is just it's to die for have some ice cream with your wife there's this this ice cream place that's right off of the armitage brown line stop i forgot what it's called but it's got a vegan like chocolate flavor and it is freaking great i'm looking it up i'm looking it up it is called uh annette's italian ice 
No. Gender, Jenny's? Jenny's. Je- oh, Jenny's is famous. Yeah. World fame. No, it's not famous. Go to Jenny's. Go to Jenny's. It's good. It's very good. Let's, let's talk a little bit about places you could go that maybe you haven't yet. Um, Polly G's is a nice place in Logan Square where you can get like vegan pizza and like it's a nice like chill atmosphere nice. and stuff. Kingsbury Street Cafe. Is Love it. Good. Trin and I have had many of business meeting in Kingsbury Street Cafe. Whenever I get brunch with omnivores, that's where we go. <laughs> yeah. So cute. It's interesting because like most places, like I said, have a really at least one good vegan option. And if you and the other thing is that your wife's going to get better at being a vegan. So she'll know better what to ask for and like how to make how to trick the chef into making something vegan for Yeah, her. yeah. Uh, Victory's Banner in Roscoe Village. Extremely yeah. good brunch. I like that place too. Also, like a lot of what white people would call ethnic food is is just vegan. Yikes, Aroni. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is what we would call it. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, Lao Zeshan is this uh, so good. such good Chinese food that it's very, all you got to do is ask for no egg. I said this very briefly one minute ago, but I want to like hammer it home again. Your wife's going to get better at this. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, exactly. So you got to get better, too. Right. You got to yeah. improve together. So there, it, that's what it is. The in conclusion is, one, you guys are both going to get better at this. Like, just just, you know, hang on for the ride. And two, I really think that what you miss is having something that you share with your wife. And in a lifetime long relationship, that's going to change constantly. You can't have just one thing that you have in common. Like, you got to, like, plant a fucking garden. Again, Deep Space Nine uh, rewatch, strongly recommend. If you are into a very, uh, like, a, uh, a strong relationship, then you will love Cisco together. Play backgammon. I don't care. Growing together means having various hobbies and interests together, and, and you just need a new one. That's all. Love it. Final note. Bad Hunter good restaurant and Band of Bohemia. I went there this weekend and had like the best vegetarian dish you've ever had. So cool. Um, those, those are expensive. Take your wife there on your anniversary. The asker also mentioned that they're into food. They're so. into food. That's why I suggested them. Yeah. Because it's like you're going to these are destination places. We suggested a wide range. Mm-hmm. I feel. I think so. Second question. So this second question <laughs> comes at us from the who knows. <laughs> Trin, would you like to read it? I think it's important yeah. you read it. I just want to say This came from not me. It didn't come from me. Okay, I'll read it. My friend, we'll call her Trin, won't stop talking about her plants. I'm not complaining. I'm just honestly confused and would like to understand. What's the deal with plants? Hmm. Jen, you want to take this? Yeah. What is the deal with plants? (laughs) And what's the deal with this anonymous lady that wrote in to ask Trin? (laughs) So which of your friends is this? Because it sincerely is not me. I... I don't know. Oh, was it your BF? My BF? Was it Connell? My boyfriend? Yeah. No, he's been he's been very accommodating Got as it. my crazy plant ladiness. <laughs> like, like uh, I'll text him. I'll be like, babe, I need you to keep me strong. I'm going to this garden center and I cannot buy a plant. And he'll text me and he'll be like, I love you either way. Oh, Where that's If you buy so a plant kind. or you don't. <laughs> I'm on your team here. It's fine. Yeah, so to me, plant, I, I have a garden that... Uh, I take pictures of like almost every day because I'm like, oh, you grew. Look at oh, you. look, there's new birds in the yard. This morning I was running. I overslept. I was running very late for work and like walked by my window. I like, guess I was like urgently getting ready and I saw a cardinal like next to my plant. And I was like, oh, I got to take a picture of this. Even though I was like 25 minutes late, 
for work in a meeting. Anyway, are you uh, are you getting into birding? Um, yes and no. That's I'm cool. so I got some bird seed that is uh apparently very attractive to a specific kind of bird, and that specific kind of bird is a cardinal. Ooh. So there have been cardinals all over my yard. It's amazing, and they love this friggin' bird seed. I sprinkled some on my deck so I could like watch them. I could put it in my yard so I, they can have their privacy as they eat. Like, you know, they're, if they're out on a date or like <laughs> if they like want to have a table for two alone, like you can eat over there. But the the table, like I put some like on my deck so I can watch them. And like right after I put some birdseed down, literally a minute later, a cardinal swooped in. I was like, were you watching? <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, what I'm getting to is people are weird about their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, like what I like to say is. Plants are like World of Warcraft, or at least plants are like what World of Warcraft used to be to me when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is like God, uh, that's the most trend sentence of all time. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's like, because what's nice about plants is that like getting better at anything else, it is really heartening to be able to watch yourself become really good at something. And what's nice about plants is that you can see them growing. And you can take a picture at the beginning of the month and the end of the month and you see progress. It's like, holy shit, I just got rewarded for following the instructions. That's incredible. exactly it. You get immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. Oh, to me, plants are a mix of science and magic. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's just how I feel about it. But OK, so this person asked, what's the deal with plants? And I think their second question is, what's the deal with my friend? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. The ins- well, so I, you're, first of all, your friend sounds like a very cool person. She sounds awesome. She sounds like she has a lot going on. I would love to do a podcast with her. I, I just, I admire her and look up to her. <laughs> <laughs> but Jen, um, so I, I would love to know from your perspective, what, what, would, what do you do with a trin? <laughs> Here's what you do with a trin. You let her get it all out, and then you put a timer on her. <laughs> you say, when she says, for example, oh, my God, I have to tell you about my plans. You whip out your phone, and you say, okay, you have two minutes. Oh Ready? Go. And then. <laughs> Jen, how about this? Let's end this question with, um, do you want to put your timer yep. on two minutes? Here we go. And I will talk about plans for two minutes. Yeah. And if it's their birthday, you give them five minutes. <laughs> Not my birthday yet. Not not yet. Pretty soon. Yep. Okay, ready? Yes. One, two, three, go. Okay, so general plant advice for beginners. First of all, know your light levels. What direction do your windows face? East-west windows, those are windows that'll face and that'll get you some direct sunlight. Make sure you don't have low light level plants in your windowsills. I got north-facing windows, not the best facing windows. That's why I've got low light plants. Be honest about who you are. Like, believe it or not, but I tend to go overboard sometimes. No. It's just when I do things. What? You know? So I got fussy plants that need a lot of daily taking care of, not succulents that are really easy to overwater because I know how I do things. I once overbrushed my teeth. Okay, overwatering, way worse than underwatering. <laughs> That's why you need some perlite. Mix some perlite in there. Terracotta pots, they're great. I even have my my ferns in terracotta pots because root rot is a Fern problem. Shipping. Exactly. Terrariums, Amazing. Terrariums are super cool. And at the end of the day, what plants are amazing for is like, it feels like you're part of the solar punk post-climate change future where we're all growing plants and food and sharing and everyone contributes and takes care of each other. And it's beautiful because we have to think about not just the climate change is doing to us now and the ravages it'll do on the earth, but also, yo, dude, we survived the Black Plague. Human beings have tried to kill all of ourselves over and over and over again. We'll probably survive climate change, and we should talk about what happens afterwards. And part of that is learning horticulture. 
How long do I 40 have? 40 seconds left. Oh, amazing. Okay, let's talk more about plants. Pileas. I love pileas. It's a genus that requires high moisture, low light, which means that they're great for terrariums, which, as you know, I have two asshole cats. I've already lost a plant to my cats. One. One was a ponytail palm. Dargo knocked it over. One was a purple waffle plant. 20 seconds. Roastbees knocked it over. And then she did that thing where she puts it in all four of her paws and then does the rabbit kick with her back foot. That's so cute. And she only has one back foot and she fucked it up anyways, which is like, what the fuck? So don't get any cats. And we're done. Wow. We're all done. Wow. That's what you do with a trend. And now I'll never talk about plants again. No, that's not fair. I won't I won't talk about it unprompted and without explicit uh, uh, go ahead from you. I don't care. Oh, that's true. I'm not. Some, you also really love plants. I love plants, too. So I am not the audience for this question. This is true. Yeah. So I guess what you do with the train is say you're talking about your plants too fucking much. And I'll be like, I've got other interests. Do you want to talk about Stardew Valley? What you do is you <laughs> you redirect. Redirect. Trin, look over there. Plant. Oh, ah, Trin, oh, look. Oh, ah, Trin. Ah, ah. Distractor. Plants. Yeah. Dangle something shiny in front of her. I like rocks, too. I'll talk to you about rocks. Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to buy our stuff, you can at thefriendshippingpodcast.com. Did I tell you I'm going to Braidwood fossil hunting with my brother next weekend? That's amazing. Where is that? Uh, Braidwood's just like an hour and a half south of where he lives. So like, Very cool. Like three hours from here. And because it used to be a, a strip uh, mining, like a coal mine, uh-huh. it's like fossils are very easy to find there. That is mind-blowingly cool. I'm very excited. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing design work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox, the podfather, and her two children, Eliana and Jordan. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. How about now? Can I hear myself now? Can I hear myself now? Can I hear myself? Nope. 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 Nope.